to report uh, to those of you who are Sears Roebuck fans. I, uh, this is, a, of course, uh, this is a straw in the wind department. I was in the, the other day when I was over in Jersey doing one of these book signings. I wandered into Sears. You know, I come from a long, uh, a long uh, line of Sears Roebuck fans. My old man used to have a thing on uh, going into the Sears tool department and looking at the socket wrenches. He just, he just, he just, he just, it was nice. That sounds like my old man. That's right. Especially on a Saturday night. It was real good, Herb. What was that? Huh? Rehearsal for the Earl Dowd clinker, right? Well. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, uh, I, I uh, must say that uh, for those of you who are Sears Roebuck fans, as I say, my old man was a great Sears fan. On Saturday night, we'd go and he'd stand and look at the socket wrenches. He never bought any. He just liked to look at them, you know. And he would dream of the day when he would buy himself a complete set of socket wrenches. And just have socket wrenches. And they, they, they have an end in themselves. They have nothing to do with taking bolts and nuts off, you know. It's just owning socket wrenches. And uh, so I became part of that mystique of just wandering around Sears on a Saturday night. And uh, we're creatures of habit, it's a fact. And uh, the other day I'm over in Jersey, so I couldn't help it. I, I was pulled into Sears just like a magnet, you know. It's like a, like a catfish thing is... Uh, native home. He can't, uh, it's like the salmon returning to his spawning ground. He, he can't explain it. He just, it's got to go, see. So uh, I wandered into Sears, and uh, I'd like to report that Sears now has a new department. Would you please listen, Miss Brown? You're going to be asked about this. No doubt the Tolson is going to call it for a tape, so you're going to know about it. Uh, Sears has a new department. Yeah, they have a headstone department. And uh, there they are. They're right there next to lawn furniture and right down the away from the sporting goods department and all the ovens and, you know, stuff like that. And 
there are those beautiful headstones people winding around. And I thought, well, gee, that's kind of nice. You can now order them through the catalog. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a, uh, Sears takes care of you from birth through, the, you know, the whole day. So when you begin to see the big, dark uh, spot at the end of the tunnel, friends, go down to your local catalog and, you know, bring it up there. Big, please, sir. Big, 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 big. Thank you. Thank you. That's enough there. I just thought I'd point it out that things are moving. I kind of like that. Uh, I feel... Hello, Tesla. What happened to that? I... Oh, well. It's gone. Like so many things, it's gone, gone, gone. But, uh, hey, by the way, speaking of uh, the big dark spot at the end of the tunnel, uh, you know that uh, that there's a local university that's having uh, experiments? One guy's got himself a grant now. I'm not going to tell you who it was, because... Uh, uh, the guilty are still uh, around and walking, but he got a grant, and uh, he uh, is making very scientific tests on mice. You know, mice. You, you've seen, you've seen mice, right? Okay, that's a rat that never made it, and uh, <laughs> that wasn't bad, was it? But uh, <laughs> George, but uh, nevertheless, he uh, he's got a grant now where he's taking all these plain ordinary mice, see. And, uh, well, I hate to tell you this with the kids up and all, you know, but what he's doing, when you know how so many scientific experiments are, they, they get right down to, you know, where it is, and a lot of them are kind of bad, uh, really, in a lot of ways, but uh, what he does is that he, uh, or how can I put this uh, subtly here without the, he dispatches the mice into the great beyond. You, you follow what I mean by that, right? Into Mouse Valhalla, right? And uh, he does this... Uh, uh, with a with a view, though, with a mind, uh, point and context there. He weighs them very carefully before and then weighs them carefully afterwards. And he hopes to see that there's, over a large number of mice, a difference in weight from the moment, you know, the one moment they're running around eating cheese and yelling, you know, and playing like they're Mickey Mouse, and the next minute they're off on the great beyond. He He's doing this to measure the weight of the soul. Oh, okay. I mean, you, you do see that that's significant. You don't. Well, you see, that's the trouble with today's life. I mean, too many people are parochial in their views. They do not realize the, you know, the, the you got to see the broad picture. That's, that's what i got to say. And uh, it's like uh, we tend to laugh at other people. Like I just got a note here from uh, the Associated Press. I'm always getting notes from the Associated Press. And uh, it's from Stupidville, Tennessee. Uh, there is a town called Stupid. You saw that piece? All right. I just want to point out to you that the election has been held in Stupidville. And a new mayor is now in office in Stupidville, Tennessee. Now, for those of you who don't know about it, Sam Briggs' son, Larry, says his father, or did until he was elected, was not qualified to be mayor of Stupidville on legal and technical grounds, that is. Larry, a store owner, wants to be mayor himself. And he says, Sam, his old man, can't qualify because he doesn't live in Stupidville. He lives in Nosy Valley which is run by Mayor Jaybird. Now, those are actual people. Uh, there is really a Stupidville and a Nosy Valley. Stupidville has about 185 residents in Morgan County, northwest of Knoxville. Sam Briggs named Stupidville a few years back yonder with the idea that he might incorporate it someday and annex Wartburg, which is the county seat. Uh, <laughs> uh, about the same time, Bird got a similar idea, and he formed Nosy Valley. And we quote, about four miles down the road, about the same size as Stupidville. Then Sam Briggs moved to the area. He moved into Nosy, and someone tore down the Stupidville town sign. Yep, he said in that quote. Yep, when I left, somebody tore it down. Now I gotten 
got them to back up, that sign back up, and the tourists stop again. They take pictures of themselves in front of the Stupidville sign. And a lot of them really are, too. Relatives admit that the Briggs' political ambitions are, are not getting to the rancor stage. However, the old man has been elected mayor of Stupidville, for those of you who are election fans. I mean, that's one of the few towns I know that's got an honest name. I mean, a real honest name. Ain't nothing new about New York. I'll tell you. This town's so old, man, it's just falling apart at the seams. You see moss growing out. You see cigar butts that must have been smoked by the first Dutch that came here. Laying in the streets of 6th Avenue. My God almighty, there's nothing new about this town, please. <laughs> Thank you, Herb. You're very cool tonight. Thank you. That was very good. Uh, by the way, uh, I, uh, you notice that I'm, I'm particularly manic tonight. Well, that's because uh, I've got my peace watch on. And uh, I'd like to nominate as uh, one of the leading contenders for the Slob Art Award of the Year, the new uh, peace watches. You know, you can buy a peace watch. I've got one now. It's got a peace sign there. See, it goes around. And it points to little dubs, which go around the, instead of the numbers, you know, and it tells everybody that I'm a peaceful person. I sit in the uh, chock full of nuts, and I flash my watch, you know, at people. And boy, you ought to see all them hawks getting mad, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, there was a guy that had a, had a watch that looked, it had talent, see, for, for, uh, well, for the, for the hands, see. Well, of course, if you have a peace watch, you can also have a hawk watch. And it had blood. Oh, terrible. It was a blood red dial on it. He sat there, you know, gnashed his teeth, and I just flashed my peace watch. By the way, uh, uh, I'm fully equipped now in that uh, department of slob art. I've got myself a peace bath mat, and it's made out of uh, beautiful sponge rubber. It's got a big peace sign on it. And it also involves uh, love, too, you see. Uh, let's put it this way. It involves a mammary development department of love, and it's kind of nice. It's got a big peace sign. Oh, yeah. Did you see the uh, the big... Uh, uh, did you see the big uh, porny film that's playing here in... Um, Times Square. What's that? Which one? It doesn't matter. Well, it's the one that says uh, the orgy up in Lil's. No, that's that's something else again. But uh, I don't want to. I don't want to bother you with that because it is it is early in the week, right? Right. And I don't want to bother you. By the way, we uh, would like to uh, institute a new uh, department on this because uh, we keep abreast with what's happening, of course. And we'd like to institute a new department on the show, and uh, it's pot news. Uh, you know, of course, uh, for years, radio's always had the agriculture news and so forth, and the news of stock market and all that. Well, one of the growing new industries is pot, and uh, we would like to bring, uh, once a week, we're going to have pot news. Give me my pot news theme, please. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, blow it my way, honey. Come on. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pot news brought to you by this concerned radio station wishes to keep abreast with the swimming and moving times of the now. <laughs> Blow it my way, baby. Yes, sir. We'd like to salute uh, two young men who were arrested in Winnemac, Indiana. Donald Scruggs, 21, of Hammond, Indiana, and Paul Binderman, 25, of Chicago, removed five pillowcases from a dryer in a laundromat, and the law laid the arm on him. Police said the pillowcases contained 12 pounds of marijuana, which had just been dried in the laundromat, using only a quarter. Authorities said they were tipped off by a lady operating the next uh, washing machine, who reported a strange odor coming out of the dryer. 
And we'd like to salute big doings there in Winnemac, Indiana. Indianapolis, Indiana. The pot world is swinging out there. And the old Hoosier State folks, Harold Loman and his wife, planted a packet of seeds they received at a service station in an advertising promotion in Indianapolis, expecting some colorful, quote, daisies. But the Lomans watched in amazement as their row of thriving plants pushed to a lush height of over 15 feet. <laughs> it did not look at all like daisies. A few friends, hipper than they, asked them if they were growing their own pot. But the Lomans didn't take the joke seriously since they didn't know what pot was. They found out shortly when the sheriff arrived and their apprehensions were aroused. When traveling to Kentucky, they heard a news broadcast about a family whose garden was cut and confiscated, and the old man was given 30 days in the slam after planting free daisy seeds from the gas station. When Loman returned home, an illustrated encyclopedia confirmed his direst suspicions under hemp, H-E-M-P, for those of you who are... Uh, more interested in the uh, intellectual side of our discussion tonight, under hemp he found a picture of marijuana that looked remarkably like his daisies. He notified the feds, who checked and confirmed it was marijuana, and an excellent grade at that. Loman, unhappy there were no daisies, destroyed the crop, and now he's wondering whether he lost more than he thought. And so tonight we'd like to salute the growing world of pot everywhere. This new industry is swinging, taking on vast proportions. And I'd like to see that guy. We'd like to interview him some night. The guy in the uh, promotion department of the gas station company. You know, to say, you know, they're expecting marigolds and morning glories. Wait till it turns out to be the fuzz. Lays it out. The kids out there under the garage, bombed to the ears. Yes, sir. Lead-free, friends, but it's got more than lead going for it. So, part of our vast expanding public service broadcasting, the station brings you every week at this time, Pop News. For those of you that are interested in this growing new hobby... How do you like our new little thing there? Yes, sir, this is W-O-R. This is W-O-R, New Yorkie. The big apple. And uh, we got a little thing here for you. Would you lay it on the victims out there? There's a promise for America. A bright new promise just for you. Chrysler Plymouth. Coming through. You have made us first place dealers throughout all the USA. Cause in Chrysler Plymouth sales we lead the way. With our guys you'll be a winner, number one in every way. That's the kind of dealer America wants today. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what America wants. That's what they're waiting for. Chrysler Plymouth. Coming through for a number one buy. See America's number one Chrysler Plymouth dealers. Your Chrysler Plymouth dealers of New York, New Jersey, and Fairfield County. <laughs> Thank you. This is Attila the Hun. We'll be here till the Visigoths come back. Uh, we uh, <laughs> I 
Jerry. Just chill up. You like our new little uh, department here, baby? Huh? Oh, yeah, it's growing all over every place. And uh, speaking of growing here, uh, hey, I, I had a great little moment here tonight. I was walking through Times Square, seeing you got this big bookstore in Times Square. You know that big one there? What do they call it? Times Square Book Masters? Big baby, see? And it's right there in the middle of everything. It's right next to the big movie house there where they have the, uh, you know, these skin flicks. It says, now at last in New York only. The total unexpurgated version. And, uh, <laughs> of course, you know, out in the sticks, they get the expurgated version of these uh, pornies. And uh, right there next to this uh, place where they had the orgy up in Lil's Joint was my book in a window, see? And it's right there under a pair of uh, rhinoceroses. And, uh, you know, that big poster with the rhinos there. And, uh, you know, yeah, they're right there in the middle of it all. See, I, I kind of felt that I was in the middle of the action there, see? And there was a Girl Scout standing there, and she was about in her sixth or seventh month. You, you saw that poster, see? And a lot of the great, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, the guy there with the hands out. Yeah, it's kind of a nice, a bad-looking mother. He, and uh, amid all that is my book there, see? And it's right next to a book called... Uh, it's a new one. I'm sure that uh, you've probably seen it. It's about the... The guest is going to appear on the Dick Cabot show. It's The Sensuous Airedale by D, a mysterious masked Airedale who's talking about sex among the Airedales and uh, how to get more out of it, you know. And, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, I, I just, I just, kind of, it was kind of a thrill. There. See, I stood there for a minute, and the guy came along and said, Move along, buddy. And uh, it was a plain closed deck, you know. And, uh, of course, uh, you can't tell them from the people down there. There's a vast moving throng of, uh, well, let's put it this way. It's the underbelly of civilization right there, see. And I'm standing. I, I have a kind of a slack-jawed look anyway, and I'm standing there looking in the window, seeing. I couldn't help but uh, admire those uh, rhinoceroses there. And the guy says, move along, buddy. I, sp I wrote that book in the window there. He says, oh, yeah, move along, Mac. So I will run you in if you're the guy who wrote that book. Of course, it was amid a lot of books there. They have a lot of adult-type books, you know, in that place, adult books. And uh, have you, for those, <laughs> for those of you who aren't aware of what's happening in the porny scene, it's kind of sad to see the passing of girls from the pornography world. It's, it really is. I, I think that's the, the the passing of a great era. And now, yeah, there's nothing but the, these long lines of stores along 42nd Street that show little thin boys with blonde hair looking out with a little piece of adhesive tape, you know, and it's called uh, Golden Gods of California. There's great literature there. And uh, I kind of miss, though, the passing of ladies from the scene. We're getting a message here from the headquarters there, yes? The Sensuous Airedale, you want to know who published that? It doesn't matter. Uh, we're getting a very long message now. It's, it's coming there, very long. Uh, we'd like to salute Chad Morris of Louisville. Oh, yes, yes, one of the great lines. Hold it up there. I'm sorry. One of the great lines of all time. Absolutely. How many, how many, how many pictures do you see once in a while that have a, a dubbed soundtrack where either the translation was bad or uh, inadvertent humor crept in because the guy that did the translation didn't quite understand what he was saying? Well, how many of you got the chance to see Fellini's Satyricon? Well, that's, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, that's, uh, Fellini's satiricon. Uh, hold up, honey. In the middle of this fantastic scene, say, 
it's a, you know, it's it's about the fall of Rome. I mean, they're really big scenes. The fall of Rome, you see the buildings crumbling and the people screaming and fantastic orgy scenes. Oh, my God almighty, they got an orgy scene in there. I want to tell you, it makes what used to go on in Boy Scout Troop 41 look like kid stuff. I mean, it's really wild scenes. And in the middle of it all, this, uh, the hero, say, who's the poetic hero type, even in, the, in those days, I didn't know that Holden Caulfield was at work in those days, but he was, and the poetic hero type finally winds up in real bad trouble. There's a monster after him, and uh, they got him trapped in this big place there uh, with walls, and there's a screaming crowd of, of uh, evil Romans. You know how the evil Romans used to yell when they were throwing Christians to the... What did they throw them to? To the gorillas? No, no, it was uh, to the... Uh, some kind of animal they threw the Christians to. Rhinoceroses? Well, that could have been. I, I remember that uh, that famous James Thurber cartoon. What have you done with Dr. Milmoss? Actually, I prefer to think that that was more of a hippotamus. Is there an animal called hipp- a hippopotamus? That's right. There's an extra thing in there. But that, nevertheless, you say it was a... They threw the Christians to the rhinos? That's a hell of a thing. It's terrible. Well, of course, they do say that the rhinoceros horn has a aphrodisiacal quality. And uh, I don't know. I never tried it, but they they say that the Chinese, you know, Doctor Paul White comes back with a thing full of uh, Chinese uh, ground aphrodisiacal uh, hippopotamus horn, and he says uh, Chinese medicine good. I don't know what uh, happened to him in China. It must have been pretty good though. <laughs> pretty old man though, I suppose. You know, anything is good at that point. However, uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, this uh, you know getting quite personal here, but the satiricon. In the middle of Satyricon, this beautiful hero, you know, this blonde, lissom youth. And they had a tendency to lisp. I, I, uh, nevertheless, he was blonde, beautiful youth. And uh, he's in this dusty scene. And a tremendous big scene. And, and there's like little passageways and stuff and walls. And up on the top of these walls is this screaming crowd of maniacal uh, Romans. You see, he was thrown to the monster. And every time the monster would make a big pass in them, this monster had a tremendous, uh, uh, well, it looked like a giant club. Wouldn't you say it looked like a club there? It was a big thing there. And uh, he also had a, a what looked like a mace. And he had a gigantic head. like a, like a, You've seen these animal heads? A man with an animal head, giant bull horns and all that thing. It's a fantastic creature. He's seven feet tall. And he was after this, uh, this, uh, this blonde, beautiful youth, see, and yeah, it was terrible, and and the people kept going. Wah, 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 wah. Oh, it was just scary. I'll tell you, I was really worried for him. And yeah, they were screaming, and all of a sudden, this terrible monster gets him down. He knocked him flat, and he's lying on the ground. You know how how how, how wounded warriors always look. He's lying on the ground. They see, and this gigantic monster is towering over him. When all of a sudden, in the uh, Let's put it this way, the Italian dub soundtrack. The hero looks up at him. This tremendous scene, he says, Why don't you fight a gladiator? I'm only a student. But gee, never thought of it that way. Why don't you fight a gladiator? I'm only a student. And somehow, it just took all the wind out of Fellini's sails. Fellini? Is it Fellini? Yeah, Fellini. I thought that was some kind of an immoral act. But nevertheless, it just took all the wind out of his sails. And somehow, why don't you fight a gladiator? I'm only a student. You can't really say that when the lions are charging down on you. You know, it just somehow, I don't know. 
so tonight, we'd like to salute unconscious humor wherever it occurs. It's like this report of the uh, local, uh, what is he, the vice mayor, a radio? He says, look, he says, uh, Mayor Lindsay's in touch with us more when he's out of town than when he's here. He calls us up all the time about what's happening here in New York. Unconscious humor. <laughs> Can't you see the mayor calling from Albuquerque? How are things going back there, Aurelio? Boom, boom. It's okay, it's okay. We got the bullhorns out. It's working out. All right, let me know. He says, I'm out here with the Democrats. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Unconscious humor is the best thing I've ever I just, uh, I just uh, ad-libbed that song. There's no such song as that. Uh, I think some words for it. Let's sing it. Oh, I got a pocket full of dreams. How does that sound, huh? That sound okay? Well, I, I'm constantly, uh, no matter what I do, I'm standing in the shower, walking around, yelling at people, you know, or sniping cigar butts or something. I stand outside of Bob Smith's office and wait for the big cigar butts to come out. Yeah, he's got those biggies, man. 75 cent is nearly, you know. And uh, when when I'm doing this, I keep thinking of songs. I just... da 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 la da 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 la da 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 pocket full of dreams. All I've got is those words. Uh, I'll, I'll think of the rest of them. I thought I was thinking of another song the other day. I just invented it. I was driving along a Jersey Turnpike. You know, the, you have to think of something when you're driving along there, and all that smoke and crud and jazz flying up out of yellow smoke and stuff, and and the, you know, and burning wrecks all around you, and the tires festering away in the swamps there. See, and I realize this is going to be the home of the giants soon. You know, and uh, I'm driving through this this miasma. And my mind keeps thinking songs. I thought of another one. Da 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 ti ti, da 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 ti, la da 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 ti ti, la da 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 ti, la da 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 ti ti, la da 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 ti. I can't think of any words for it though. La da 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 ti ti, la da 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 ti. Let's see. Uh, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Furukasaki, la da 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 ti. Oh, Furukasaki. Seafood mama, you're groovy. Oh, no, that's not very good. Let's try it again. See, that's how the creative process works. It's hunt and peck. It's a search and find. And that moment of aha, when you really hit it. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, three hit of fishies in a itty-bitty pool. Now, that sounds like something Slim Gaylord would do, wouldn't it? Let's see. Oh, ho, elephant lips and... Hi, hi, you're hanging low, baby. Ho, 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 ho. No, that can't do that. That wouldn't make it. How about this one? Uh, uh, <clears throat> let's see. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, let me think here. Red turtles in the bushes. Oh, how happy they swing. Red turtle. No, that's not good. I'm, I'm getting close, though. That seems to fit. So uh, you're, you're, you're part and parcel of the creative process, friends. It's not easy. I tell you, it comes hard. Oh, by the way, uh, there's another, uh, another, uh, it's hit the fan in Jersey again. Just thought you ought to know that uh, unrest is spreading throughout Jersey, yes. Uh, there's a court suit now in Essex County. Where's Essex County? Where that is? Bloomfield. Hey, I'm going to be in Bloomfield. I'm going to be in the middle of this vortex. 
I mean, it's a hotbed of uh, discontent. Essex County is Bloomfield? Hey, I'm going to be in Bloomfield, New Jersey, you guys. So get ready out there, okay? Let's see, that's Bloomfield College, and that is when? Two weeks, uh, a week from Saturday, right? That's uh, October 36th. No, October, excuse me, it's October 16th, right. <laughs> I knew you could figure it out. Bloomfield College. Right, George. Oh, and uh, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to watch out for this uh, scene because, uh, do you know, the toothpicks have now become a terrible cause celebrity in Essex County. Yeah, toothpicks have been thrust into a court suit that will reach all the way to the heart of Japan. The case involves the intriguing issue of quantity as well as quality in the growing field of consumer protection. A judge, this one got past Nader, by the way, who was spotted by a local Essex County Nader, a judge in Essex County issued a restraint during the weekend against the display and sale of certain brands of toothpicks, pending an inquiry whether buyers are being short-counted. Investigators contend that boxes of, quote, Leeds Flat Toothpicks or Leeds Finest Toothpicks and York Flat Toothpicks have been advertised as containing 750 white birch toothpicks, but that the boxes were short by an average of 125. Oh, my God. Everywhere you go. Us poor little people are being preyed upon by the evil sharks of capitalism. It's terrible. 125 sh- toothpicks short. I mean, can you imagine this guy coming? Well, of course, that, that comes. Uh, that, that's to be expected. It's always that way. Have you, have you seen the cereal boxes that say due to the fact that uh, cereal shakes down in... Yeah, I know. That's how come you got one-third of a box of cereal. You open it up. <laughs> you know, a lot of premiums, but they ain't no Wheaties. That that song is bothering me, you know. Uh, since I uh, it's uh, since I invented this tune, I can't uh, I can't get out of my mind. I, I walk around all the time. Oh, elephant lipsos. What's more, we got to go back here. By the way, we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of. Uh, Excited calls about uh, about our new uh, about our new uh, little uh, feature here, pot news. Have you noticed that it's been excited? We're, we're going to have a little growing thing here. When to plant all that stuff? Uh, incidentally, uh, we'd like to uh, also point out to you that the, uh, you, if you are, have not been aware of it, uh, that the, the Jersey Devil is being a show again. A lot of talk about Jersey Devil. You don't know about Jersey Devil? You don't? Oh. You don't? Are you kidding? You're from Jersey, aren't you? You don't know about the Jersey Devil? Oh, I'm surprised. Uh, for example, in the Sunday Star-Ledger, I have a story here. In the past few weeks, several letters have been received asking about the Jersey Devil. I'm quoting the Sunday Star-Ledger here. In fact, William F. Augustine in the Sunday Star-Ledger. He says, there is a difference of opinion as to the name of the creature, which is supposed to have the head, of, uh, the head and the hoofs of a horse, the wings of a bat, the forked tail of a dragon, and a body which is half human and half animal. That sounds familiar. I've dated a couple of chicks like that myself. Actually, they were Indiana devils. Some say it is called the Jersey Devil, and it attributes it's to a lady living at Leeds Point. Yeah, you know, the Jersey Devil comes from one person. It's a lady living in a place called Leeds Point. And she had, she bore an unwanted child. This is well before women's lived. And, you know, free abortions and all that. And she bore an unwanted child. And it turned out to be the Jersey Devil. I don't know whether free abortions would have helped that or not. But nevertheless, this is one theory. Other sources say that the mysterious creature is called the Leeds Devil. 
and it, and credited to a Mrs. Leeds of an unknown municipality. Mrs. Leeds was supposed to have made a wish in 1735, quote, if I have another child, I hope it's a devil. Well, she hit the jackpot. And uh, that's the way it worked out. Uh, stories are continually coming from the southern half of the state about someone seeing the Jersey Devil or the Leeds Devil. A number of years ago, someone created a sensation by taking a preserved bear's paw and making tracks in the sand in the Piney Barrens. You remember those guys peering on the Long John Show. One guy wrote a big, long story about how it is actually true. You know that guy. You know, these uh, self-appointed type experts. They also are, they also pop up whenever the uh, whenever the uh, abominable snowman shows up. And I think it's terrible to call a snowman abominable. I mean, they don't even know him yet. A game warden put an end to the story by identifying the prints for what they were. A stuffed bear's put. Another story was started near Indian Mills in Burlington County. It seems that someone owned a large monkey, which escaped. Monkey began to date a local chick, and the offspring now are known as the Jersey Devils. My God, what they say about those Jersey girls. Did you hear that? Well, now, if you don't know about the Jersey Devil, uh, the, the Jersey Devil is, is, a, is you, you, you know this, when you drive out of Atlantic City sometimes, when you get down, you know, you know where the Piney Barrens are, the Pine Barrens are? Well, you know what Pineys are, don't you? You do. You do, but I don't think Herb does. He's lived the innocent, right? That's right. Six fingers on the hand, web feet. That's right. Speak in unknown tongues. Often with sporked, with forked tongue, right? That's right. Well, you drive through the uh, at, at three o'clock in the morning. You drive through the Piney Barrens, and you're going to see the devil. You're going to see the Jersey Devil. In fact, you may even have have trouble with him if you have a flat there. I'll never, have you ever had that that experience when you're driving through some terrible, godforsaken place, and you're worried? Uh, I remember one time driving through. You know, they have a lot of problems with with various types of ghosts and devils in Kentucky. Oh, you bet they do. I'll tell you, there's witches and conjurers and the whole bit. I mean, it's funny how, how the New York Magazine is just as... Gloria Steinem has just discovered conjuring, see? And, uh, yeah, yeah, a chic conjuring, of course. Remember that. And that's very different. That's uh, the nylon plastic conjuring that you can get these days with all phosphates removed. So it doesn't... Uh, uh, incidentally, nothing, nothing, nothing pollutes the world more than uh, conjuring. Oh yes, it's a, it's polluting of the of the atmosphere, the mind, the ether. You know what is it? The ether. Any of you out there know what the ether is? Oh no, no, no. I'm not talking about stuff they lay on you when they want to knock you out to pull your tooth or something. I'm talking about ether. You know what is it? Ether. Herb? You do. Well, that's your trouble. You know all the wrong stuff, the right stuff you don't. I never heard of the Jer Jersey Devil. What you know about ether? That's not going to do you any good. Not when that Jersey Devil's after you, man. I'll tell you what the Jersey Devil is. Is, is really basically the thing that's pursuing all of us. <laughs> Don't look at me with that dumb look on your face. You might as well live in Stupidville, Tennessee, down by Hog Jaw Hollow there, with Jaybird as your mayor. I mean, uh, don't give me that stupid look. Now listen, I, I'm on the side of the Dodge Boys. I know where it is. Don't don't tell me, uh, sir. And uh, I'm I'm walking along there one night. Uh, I'm. I'm out in Kentucky, and I'll tell you, I, I don't, I don't laugh at no Jersey Devil no more. I'll tell you. Excuse me. You notice I'm lapsing into the vernacular. The minute you do, uh, th that's, a, that's of course uh, a well-known psychological phenomenon that uh, is often spoken of with awe among the, uh, you know, the groves of Academe, 
Uh, you'll find even Mary McCarthy referring to this occasionally, that in moments of stress, in moments of, uh, of total terror, man will revert to unknown tongues. You've heard of this, right? Well, so, so it is with me. I revert to that occasionally when I find myself confronted with the unknown, the mysterious darknesses behind the corners, just around the edge of the maze there. Hey, uh, speaking of, uh, of uh, Jersey Devils, I, I don't want to get personal here, but uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> one night I'm driving south out of, uh, out of Cincinnati. You know, there's a, there's a great romance to that among people uh, here in the East these days, you know, the idea of driving south out of Cincinnati heading down through the Kentucky bluegrass at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you get down near those those uh, dark hills of Tennessee, the way uh, the Scruggs boys say it. Uh, is there a Scruggs boy? you know who the Scruggs boys is? You do. You know who the Delmore twins are, right? Okay, you know who they are, right? Well, I'll tell you, uh, you, you get out on that road, and uh, I hate to say it, you'll damn near believe in anything. I, 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 uh, I headed south one night, be honest with you, I, I uh, there was a chick. I was, I was, I was hot after her. I'll tell you this. Oh, there's moments when the sweat breaks out on your nose, and you just gotta go, see. And uh, and I headed south out of Cincinnati in the dark. Well, I had this third-hand 1949 Ford that uh, was really third-hand. That was the second hand that gave it the bad time. That uh, the first hand was a little old lady lived in. Uh, Oakville, Ohio, just barely drove it, maybe had 30 miles on it when she got rid of it. She was legless, you see, and it was given, given it to her by the Presbyterian Church there, and she'd go out and sit in it in the summertime. And, and, uh, but it was the second one that got it. This was a mean, a real mean one. In fact, he was from Corbin, Kentucky, and uh, he spent all his time down at the White Castle late at night burning rubber. And uh, by the time I got this Ford, uh, it, was, it was, let's put it this way, it was tired, very tired. But I loved it, say, I, the way you love something. It's, it's like the way you love something that's, uh, that's basically crippled. I, you, you, you ever have a, a love for something that's real bad just because it is real bad? I mean, this, this, Ford, this Ford Lean had a bad list. To, uh, it was a list to starboard, actually. And I could figure out why, because I, it, it never had no shocks in it or nothing like that. So it couldn't be bad shocks, see. And I put it up on the rack once in a while. I tried to figure out how come it leaned like that. And uh, late at night, it, it, it's a strange thing, this car. It would lean to starboard, but it had a distinct pull to port. Uh, that, that no matter what I did, it kept edging to port. And the car leaned to starboard, so I was always tacking in this car, tacking into the wind all the time. And it was late at night, coming out of Cincinnati, driving south, uh, and, and into the dark hills. And, of course, you go over the suspension bridge there. You know what is it, a suspension bridge, right? Suspended there between heaven and hell it's like purgatory there you are nothing holding you up and you're suspended out over them dark waters down below there you can smell the catfish waiting for you and the old river of time moving on see so I, i'm real hot after this chick and then my nose is sweating and i head out south it was hot and i go over that suspension bridge and i hit kentucky and i go whistling through covington and i head on out through uh through covington continue on south see through places uh, like newport kentucky and uh, as you head as you head south, it gets gets darker and darker. And it gets warmer. You can actually feel it getting warmer, you know. And uh, now I'm down here, Lexington, and it's about two, three o'clock in the morning. Now, now this this chick lived way down near the Tennessee border. You're not interested in where she lived because it doesn't matter, you know. But it's a, it's a little town near the Tennessee border, and uh, and I'm heading through the Kentucky hills now. And it's black. I'm telling you, so black, so black. I just can't tell you how black it was. 
and uh, I'm driving along there, and, the, and my car is beginning to pull even more to port, see? And she's listening to starboard, and the wind is blowing. It's hot. And I could smell the cotton fields, the back of fields. And you could smell all them horses out there. See, this is Kentucky bluegrass country, and I could, I could smell that girl out there. Man, I tell you, it was gone. Bad, bad. The heat was on me awful. I was breaking out in a rash. I don't think I should continue this story. I think this is a disturbing story. Anyway, to, to get right on with it, I might as well face right into it. I'm driving. You don't want to hear the story? You do. You want to hear it about the, the car or the girl? Well, they're all part of the same thing. See, the night and the dark and the girl and the smell of them horses and all of it. It's all, it's all part of it. You can't separate one thing from the other. It's all part of it. And the heat was on me. And I'll tell you, it was like a... I was just, uh, you know, you, you get that, that thing there going with you, and, the, and my, my radio's playing, see? I had this radio in the car, and it's just playing away there. And all that long, I'm listening to some station up in Chicago. In fact, I'm listening to WJJD in Chicago. And late at night on WJJD, they used to have this, this uh, hillbilly hip parade would come on there. Seen Cowboy Copas was singing late at night as I'm droning through the countryside out there. Cowboy Copas is singing about old Rattler. Old Rattler, man. And then he'd stop singing. And I'd come with the Delmore twins, and they're singing through their nose. They're talking about that old rugged cross. And I'm booming through the darkness there. And all of a sudden, I'll tell you, by God Almighty, I, all of a sudden, I feel this thing going thump a thump a thump a thump thump a thump And I got a flat in the Black Hills of Kentucky. Now, all of, all of my life, I've been, I've been right on the edge of the precipice. I have never had a spare tire in my life that could be called a spare. I've always been playing it right close to the vest, figuring always there's always a shell station right down the road. Well, when I heard that, I stopped right there by the side of the road. I sat in the car for a minute. My battery is running down. You see, this was a third-hand Ford. And I would say that this battery probably had been used and misused and abused for probably seven of its nine years. And my radio cuts out immediately. The lights start getting light yellow. I turn the switch off. And I sat there in the darkness. And I hear the frogs. I hear crickets chirping. I hear the wind blowing. And I very carefully got out of the Ford and walked around to the back and opened up the trunk. Now, all I had in the trunk was a couple of beach balls and maybe a dozen or so old Coke bottles and a tire pump. And I had a spare tire that was a spare tire in name only. It was a symbolic spare tire. It was no spare tire to be used to drive it. Just the back there. And I heard sounds out there in the woods. There weren't no cars, nothing. And then I begin to hear a hoot owl. You ever heard a hoot owl at four o'clock in the morning in the woods of Kentucky? Whoo! My God almighty. Now what was I afraid of? I don't know. I got back in the car and I locked the doors. I just sat in that void. 
with all my antenna out, everything tuned, till the first crack of dawn came up. Over the hills, to my left, I just sat in there waiting for the Kentucky devil to come and get me. I could hear the sound of his wings, the chittering of his evil, rotten, rancid beak. I could smell his fur. Three o'clock in the morning. I began to forget about that girl. The sweat started to get cold on my nose. Things were changing. And somewhere I could sense the Delmore brothers. The Delmore twins are singing about amazing grace. And about the rock that was cleft. Cowboy Copas is singing a song about the old hound dog. Old Rattler. It was getting darker and darker. Which way do you turn? 